0: Good morning. Today we want to talk to you on SC Studios about a topic that we all um, will struggle with and these, this topic can be something that is um, deep-rooted and that like, can stem for, from our childhood. It's, um, it can be good and bad. It's depending on how we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. So today we want to talk to you about labels.
1: and welcome to FC Studios Hope so everyone is doing great this morning. Uh, that's right today we're going to talk about labels and it's something that we all deal with almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that it, labels are something that we put on people uh, every day whether we realize it or not. Right. And labels are something that we put on ourselves um, but you know so today we just simply want to talk about labels and how they affect us.
0: Right and we kind of came up with this topic um, sure the other day based off of a personal experience we just most recently had and we wanted this experience was sort of minor Mm -hmm. but we wanted to share it with you because it can um even minor labels the enemy can take and twist and turn and turn into something much larger Mm -hmm. and so um we wanted to to bring that to you so the other day brad had taken our oldest son jackson to um the doctor even though it wasn't a doctor it was a nurse and he was needing to get a um a school physical mm-hmm. and our 14 year old son is perfectly healthy um he has a wonderful pediatrician a wonderful cousin who is a doctor that sees him all the time our child is perfectly healthy and so when Brad went in expecting to get a perfectly healthy like physical for school written um that when then this nurse comes back and was like Oh, I'm really sorry. I think your kid has—I'm not going to say what it is, but I think your kid has such and such syndrome, or is it syndrome or disease? A syndrome syndrome.
1: affects like one in every two hundred thousand people. I mean,
0: yeah. And Brad was like, "I I don't think so. I think we would have known about—we would have known about this." Like, he has our pediatrician is literally the president of the Texas board of uh, Texas Pediatrics of Texas or whatever. He's the president. He's like big time. our son had this syndrome. We would have known about it a very long time ago, but she was insistent that our son had this and Brad was like, you know, are you diagnosing our son? And she was like, Oh, no, no, I'm a nurse. I can't diagnose that. But it I am rejecting his physical because I believe he has this syndrome. And Brad was like, that's crazy town, right? But one thing that so Brad left, we got the physical thing taken care of somewhere else. He does not have the syndrome. But one thing that Brad and I both did, without even talking about it, was we instantly um, denounced mm-hmm. that label. Because Jackson knows that he does not have that syndrome. Yeah. We told Jackson he doesn't. But what the enemy does with labels, like this lady tried to label Jackson with the potential of something that is harmful, long-lasting, no, um, no cure for this syndrome, that the enemy takes it and as you lay down at night or in quiet moments, the enemy takes it and twists it and tells you, well, maybe you really are this or maybe this really is who you are. And then you start to feel uncomfortable in your own skin and about who you are. And then you do maybe become actually ill because you are worrying so much. And we know that fear causes our immune system to lower or you start to feel bad about yourself because you think something is wrong with you. And, And that's the importance of knowing labels and knowing which ones to accept and which ones to um to reject yep. and so we did we spent time with jackson we prayed over all the boys we spent time with jackson praying over him and telling him you're perfectly healthy there's nothing wrong with you this lady made a mistake um whether she believed she did or not she she but, did i mean but,
1: in reality like yeah. she put his date of birth two um. years you know what i mean like just the reality is she made a mistake which led her to a faulty conclusion but people do that all the time, you know, whether we realize it or not. People make faulty conclusions about themselves, people make faulty conclusions about right. others, and then all of a sudden we have labeled someone else or even ourselves with this label that sticks. You right. know? And there's this the old adage, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But That's not accurate. in reality that is that is very false because words, labels sometimes that we have put on us. Stick with us for a long time.
0: Yeah, I know that. Like in the youth group, I don't know. It's been a while back that they wrote things and they, they stuck them on each other. And that's what our words do when we label label people. Those things, like spiritually speaking, they stick to us, and yep. we have to like either take them on, take them off, or in or accept them. Yep. And the enemy will take any of those things and twist them. And um, even good, well-meaning labels, mm-hmm. they the enemy takes and tries to turn for to for evil. Sure. Or, and, or
1: we even assume that we like whatever this label is that we're given it, if it's positive that we have to live up to that label. You know, it's not yeah. necessarily just the enemy like trying to twist things, but like we also do that. We also yeah. assume just because someone gave us a label that it's something that we have to live up to. It's something that we have to strive to.
0: Right. And I, I, I saw Brad I don't think I'd ever told Brad this story until we were discussing this um episode was when I was like probably eleven or twelve, I was at church camp. And they decided to give superlatives out, which was a really interesting thing because I'm like, how do you give a superlative out if you only knew somebody for, like, five five days? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, so we voted, like, everybody voted on superlatives, and, um, and they were handing them out. It was like, most athletic and, you know, all these fun things that you do. Um, but there was a superlative, most likely to change the world, and that was a superlative that Church Camp, they voted for me. I've never forgotten that. But while that was awesome and very sweet and well-meaning and something that has stuck with me and I have allowed to stay stuck with me because I know who I am in Christ, but it is possible that even a great well-meaning label like that, like you were talking about the expectations with it were like, did I place expectations on myself about being a world changer and what that looked like? And then the enemy can twist that, well, you didn't really become a world changer because you haven't gone to Africa like your mom or you're not, you haven't written five books or like... And so the enemy takes well-meaning labels and twists them so then we have to make those like what god intended for good putting that on me and allowing that be placed on me the enemy can take and twist and so we have to be cautious about those things and um Mm -hmm. i allow the holy spirit to set those expectations for that label that i've allowed to be placed on on my life yeah um yeah so i think that we all have labels Mm -hmm. i think it's, um, we'll get more into this, but, you know, considering the labels that you have on yourself. Did yeah. you place on somebody else, place on you, and, you know, you have to consider those things. <laughs> so as we were talking about this, we were ta- we wanted to talk about two um, people in the Bible that have labels placed on them mm-hmm. and um, kind of walk through these two. Categories.
1: Sure. Yeah, you know, one of the first ones that we thought about uh, was David. You know, um, you read about the story of uh, Samuel coming to... Um, Jesse his father and Mm -hmm. looking for the next uh, king of Israel and you know all of his brothers are paraded in front of Samuel and you know David's just left out in the field because he was one he was the youngest Mm -hmm. you know so that's a a label there but he was also just a shepherd you Mm -hmm. know to, to the entire family he was just the youngest brother he was just the shepherd yeah you know never did they think that he was worthy of even being thought of as being king, you know, so he was he was unqualified. He was yeah. too young. He was too small. He just he just wasn't worthy. I mean they didn't minds. even
0: bring him up for consideration right. when yeah. Jesse brought all the other boys up. Right. Like he just left David out there. And so you first see David labeled as too young, just a shepherd, unqualified, and so much so that he's just left out there by himself. Mm-hmm. But then Jesse finally brings him in for Samuel's, you know, Request, and then there's when samuel labels him the king and we see david was young Mm -hmm. he was a young boy um and but yet god placed this label on him through his prophet of king and that label you'll see this label stick with david until fulfillment but there's a lot of things that happen between you know just between samuel anointing him and putting this kingship on him Mm -hmm and when actually when between that and when David actually becomes king and so after that you see you you hear there's stories of David he you know his brothers are out at war and they're they're warring against Goliath and you see David come to bring them food he's still just this young kid not even he's not even old enough to be at war right He, he so he's bringing them food and then he's like what's what's up with this guy out here David still is taking on the the label of king though his brothers and his family are still placing him under other labels yeah. and then he goes into saul's courts and he saws like here put on this armor so david attempts to put on another label and he realizes that label doesn't work for me putting on saul's armor is sort of like this idea of, like you see in a physical sense people trying to place what Kingship of Saul looked like on on David, and David's like that's not doesn't work for me because he knew who he was and he knew what he was comfortable with, and who God had called him to be. So you see David reject this label of what Saul thinks of him or what this warrior looks like, and he just becomes who he's supposed to be. Right. And he steps out there and he defeats Goliath. Right. And then you go on further and you see this cat and mouse. Like then David ends up in the courts of Saul playing Mm -hmm. music for him, and now he's labeled a musician in the palace right Right. and it would have been really easy for david to take the the label of king and thought oh because we do this like he he could have said oh well i'm in the palace even though i'm a king maybe this is what god meant by king that i would serve the king Mm -hmm. even in his own mind he could twist that label to mean something else but he doesn't he even though he's close to the king and he's a musician he still knows that he will be king one day and so through this whole this whole cat and mouse thing that happens with him and and saul um, until David becomes king, even when David wasn't looking like he was the king, when everything was totally opposite of what looked like he, what he was labeled, yeah. he did not um, deter from what God had called him to be. Yeah. That label, he didn't let other people's, his brothers, his family, Saul, he didn't let the labels and things that they were saying about him deter him or distract him from what God had labeled him. Right. I
1: think David is a great example because. Um, Regardless of what that label as king looked like, David was content that mm. that God was going to bring him into that. You know, yeah. he he rested in the fact that God was in control. And yeah. So uh, the label uh, of king that was placed upon him, he basically just he just walked in his anointing. You know, he yeah. never he never questioned um, or didn't believe that God was going to make that happen. And I think that's something that we struggle with sometimes um, is like is trusting what god has labeled us to be what god has called us to be um and trusting that god will make all of that happen in his time and in the right time and so you know he he knew who god was and he knew what god had called him to do Mm -hmm. and he was confident in that and you know you can see that all throughout like like you said when he when he approached goliath he approached goliath in in what he knew Mm -hmm. and and that was basically with the with a slingshot Mm -hmm. something that he was comfortable with something that he had used time and time again which was what who God called him to be because it was in those times like when he was in the field that he really learned to trust in God and to mm-hmm. rely on God and you can see that play out through throughout the rest of his life
0: and i think it's another thing is important is that sometimes the label that God places on us doesn't always look the way we think it should for a great deal of david's life being labeled the king didn't look like being a king but that didn't change the label that God placed on him Mm -hmm. when God tells us something about ourselves when he tells us who we are what what he has planned for us it may Mm -hmm. not always look the way we think that it should our earthly minds sometimes wonder and make up stories of what it should be or what it looks like and how it should be successful but you we have to be cautious that we don't get caught up in that because sometimes it doesn't always look the way we thought it thought it would and then we see this happen with jesus mm-hmm. you know jesus was um a Nazarite, which that was like he was labeled a Nazarite, which was they were like that that boy's good they nothing good, good. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah, good, nothing good, good came too. from from nazareth and so um there were all kinds of labels on jesus the um the people that were waiting for their messiah the jews as they were waiting for messiah they had read the the, the scriptures mm-hmm and they knew the old testament but in their mind they had a way of thinking what this messiah would look like yeah. so they placed labels on what they thought the messiah would do when he arrived yeah. and because of that they all like so many of them missed who he yeah. was i mean
1: they were looking for a military messiah or a political messiah that would step in and and Divide literally rome. free them from uh physical oppression mm-hmm. from rome
0: right right and so we see that there were all these labels placed placed on Jesus, mm-hmm. but you see Jesus walked solely in who he was called to be—the Son of God—to deliver, um, to deliver the people. And yeah. so, but that's again how labels sometimes don't always look the way we think that they're right. going to look. Um, Jesus delivered people, but it was much different than than um, what they expected. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be cautious. Like I said a while ago, like we have to be cautious with labels. And ones that are put on us, and ones that we place on other people, or even on, on God. We place labels on God yeah. and how we think He should act and what He should do based off of what we, uh, what we think and how we dream this up, yeah. sort of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and even you know, with Jesus, He was confident in mm-hmm. His relationship with God, and that's kind of where where all of this stems from. Is he knew mm-hmm. what God had called Him to do and who He was, mm-hmm. um, and so He simply rested in that. And, you know, David, you know, kind of points to Jesus, and Jesus is our ultimate example of how we should trust in God and how we should walk in Him. And, and really, you know, we'll talk about some practical tips here in just a second, mm-hmm. but, but most importantly, the label that we should carry with us all the time is is the one that God places on us, and that's really the most most important one, and that's what we see with jesus and, and you know jesus yeah they, i'm
0: sorry pastor john a label over jesus was a carpenter's yes. son right yeah, just a carpenter's yeah. son yeah. yeah yeah
1: um and that's you know that's very important which which really means he's just a, he's just a trade person right you know he has he has no reason to be walking around with all the spiritual authority Body. because he's mm-hmm. just joseph's son you mm-hmm. know um and, and you know one thing that we see with jesus that i think is is very important as well is you know because he walked in the authority that god gave him he was also able to help show other people you know that the labels that they have mm-hmm. on them aren't necessarily bad you know it's just sometimes it's just the way that we look at things and mm-hmm. you know, because when he went to some of the disciples you know some of them were were just fishermen yeah you know, and you know while there that was a respectable trade um, you know it still that they were just fishermen but Jesus said you know it's okay that you're a fisherman because I'm going to take that and I'm going to use, use it that. you know mm-hmm. I'm going to use what use what you are, and instead I'm going to make you fishers of men. Yeah. You know, it's just basically taking what they were and just changing the way that they looked at
0: it. Yeah, that's so good. We see Jesus do this um, a lot with people. He thinks the woman with the issue of blood and this label of the stigma that lays on her, and he removes that, and he tells her who she really is. And the woman at the well, and you see Mary Magdalene, like we see these people who Jesus, there's labels that society places on them for certain reasons, and Jesus comes in and transforms, transforms this. Yep. And I think that we have to be aware of labels in our own life, mm-hmm. um, and allow God to come in and transform those yeah. those things, change change who we are, change our, and change our name, and change yep. the labels um, that have been placed on us. Yeah,
1: that's right. And, and you know, so the reality is, is that people are going to place labels on us. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to assume roles for you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to assume titles for you. Um, you know, and if you're not certain of what God says for you, then it's very easy to wear a title that someone else, or a label that someone else gives you, even if it's close enough to what, you know, what God has called you to do. David could have been mm-hmm. very happy just being in the king's court. Right, because that's close enough. That's close enough. He was Mm -hmm. close enough to the king Mm -hmm. uh, that a lot of people would have been okay with that. But the fact is that God had called him to be king, yeah, and had anointed him to be king, yeah. Um, and so we have some practical tips, um, in dealing with
0: labels, yeah. Um, um, so our practical tips is one, this is going to seem super basic, is know what God says about you, and um you know, how do you you know what God says about you? Well, one, it'll always line up with Scripture. Mm -hmm. So, but this is how you find out what God says about you. This is what I do in my personal life. I know lots of people who do this. Um, If I'm struggling with what God says about me or what labels or things He's placed on me, I simply go to prayer. And I ask the Holy Spirit, very simple. You're getting a glimpse into my private, like, quiet time. But I sit there with my journal and I say, God, what do you say about me? What are you saying to me or about me today? And then i say nothing else and i listen and let the holy spirit talk and i just start to write what he says and when you go back and read i don't think too much about it i just start writing and when you when i go back and read what the holy spirit says about me it always lines up with scripture and but these are things that so i know that he calls me a beautiful daughter that he calls me um his own, you know, there's very scriptural things that he calls me. But the more in depth you get to know, like the closer you become with the Holy Spirit and, and you seek God's heart, he starts to become very um, detailed in what he says to you. So David, David knew he was a shepherd. He knew that, that God placed that on him. He had a heart after after God or God would have never put him in the place of king. So God, David surely knew what God said, that he was special and that he was loved but then god went deeper and said no you're going to be king got specific and god is good enough to be specific with you about the labels he says about you so not just a beautiful daughter for women but why why are you beautiful how does what labels does he place on you that makes you a beautiful daughter or kings and priests or or things like that and so as you have to know what god says about you and dig deep dig deep into his heart say i want to know more of your heart about what you say about me because when we know what he says about us then come hell or high water no matter what anyone else says then you can stand completely free of anxiety or worry because you know you're walking in what he's called you to do and be
1: that's right and if you don't know Mm -hmm. you know what god says about you um you know i don't say this like just flippantly but like google it just Google Google (laughs) Google like what does God say about believers what does God say about me and like about his children yeah about his children Mm -hmm. and you'll see scriptures and then you know because if you don't know where to start take those scriptures and then go look and then read the scriptures and read the context and you'll see that like being in relationship with us is very important Mm -hmm. to God I mean you know he created the universe he Mm -hmm. created everything in order to be in relationship with us and so the bible has lots to say about who we are and there's and like morgan said there's very specific things and once you kind of get the get the the base uh concept Mm -hmm. and then god will begin to speak to you and show you like hey i i created you I put you in the situations that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, you came from these situations because there is something about you that I have placed in you that mm-hmm. I want to show you. You know, nothing's for nothing is an accident. Yeah. You know, God didn't create us and put us in these situations on accident. But you know, if you haven't asked God, yeah, you know what your label is, what He says about you. Yeah. I think I think that's a very important exercise, and I, I appreciate you sharing that with everyone.
0: Yeah, I think that um, it's it's healthy, mm-hmm. and um, you know he there's other things like he calls you friend, but why does he call you a friend? What about you and him make y'all friends and let him speak to you about those things right. so that you're not just like oh I'm a friend of God, but oh I'm his best friend or I'm close to him because you know why? So mm-hmm. let him really speak to you. Um, take some time and write those things out. Number two, you have to let go. Um, you have to let go of your own concepts and like what you think that that looks like. Right. Like, so you have to let go. So if God tells you, like, this is something about you, you have to let go of what you think that title or label right. looks looks like. Yes,
1: yeah, like so we'll just use it, you know, God has called you to um, spread the gospel, spread the good news. He's mm-hmm. called us all to He's do all that. He's all called the, yeah. But like most of the time when people say, or like, you know, people say like, you know, someone spoke a word over me and I'm going to, you know speak to thousands hundreds of thousands millions of people mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we just we get this concept in our head oftentimes that like we're going to be the greatest at this that there is like yeah. you know god has god has called me to do this so automatically i'm going to be like this super famous you know person that's mm-hmm. going to be ministering to you know, tons of people all over the world mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and that's, you know, there are people that God has called that to, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's His concept. That's that that is His mm-hmm. version of what He ca- wants you to do or yeah. calls you to do. You know, oftentimes we kind of have to let go of of what when we think, think it is like. and seriously seek God for what He's calling you to do. Like, and sometimes that's a step by step process.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think about in our own lives before. Like the summer before I even met Brad, I had a pastor prophesy over me and my future husband, who I didn't know I would meet just a few months later, that about our ministry. Some very specific things about our ministry. But one of the things that Brad and I have had to be cautious about is that we're not seeking that, like we're letting God take care of that, but we believe that label over us and our ministry and the things that we're doing to impact the kingdom, but whatever that looks like, we can't we have to let go right. what we think that should look like and let it like god take care of how he wants that to look like and yeah we even like like even with our own children people place like we had a teacher so sweetly say over one of our ch- children like he i believe with everything in me he could be the next billy graham which is an incredible thing to have a teacher say for over your child but at the same time we have to be cautious that we Um, Navigate that label well and we steward that well so that he doesn't feel unnecessary pressure to become the next Billy Graham because that might look different. And so um, we have to know what God says not just general no we have to know intimately what he says about us. We have to let go once we know that we have to let go of our own concepts of what we think that that's going to look like because only he knows exactly how that will come to play and when we see that in Jesus' life and we see that in David's life and three This is really really critical is you have to take off the labels that you wear that came from other people right so oftentimes my son that you know was fortunate to have a teacher to label something really great on him but there are people that will label you things negative things things that are not what christ says about you right and you have to be able to reject those labels the tricky part here is that sometimes these labels have been placed on us since we were little bitty kids Mm -hmm. And we may not even remember that they've been placed on us. And this is where really knowing Christ and digging deep into your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit will tell you, yeah. oh, somebody said this about you. Somebody placed this label on you. And you've believed it your whole life. It's time to get rid of it. And when you, so how do you, like the question is this, how do you get rid of those labels? Yeah. It's simply by praying and saying, I regret. I denounce I take that label off in the name of Jesus you break that label and then you have to believe and walk in it so you will be tempted somebody labeled you stupid your whole life and then you're like oh I I refuse to accept that label stupid now yeah. but you've lived in that label for 35 years mm-hmm. then it's gonna take time to retrain your mind and brain and your body to be like I'm not stupid yeah and and so it's important that you know how to break those labels Yep. And um, take them off and and um, walk in what Christ says about you. Yeah. And um, you don't have to accept everything that somebody right. says about you.
1: Yeah, and, and, yeah. Is, and not necessarily it just can, bad stuff. Yeah, it, can it can be can good, be good things. stuff. Like, just because someone says something about you doesn't mean you have to accept it, whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad. Yeah, I mean, you know? anything
0: that somebody says about you. When somebody even prays speaks a word over your life mm-hmm. or prays for you prophesies over you, you take that to the Holy Spirit for confirmation you don't just have to believe and agree with everything you say you hear good or bad you take to the Holy Spirit and you allow him to it's between you and him what labels you take on and what words you take on and which ones you reject and you break off
1: and you mentioned John Bevere uh, last week but he has Mm -hmm. a really good book called um, Good or God Mm -hmm. you know there are things that you know labels that we take on that are good and there's nothing wrong with but is that necessarily a label that God has given us. And yeah, so it's it's very important to, uh, you know, one, realize and assess the labels that you have taken on, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the Holy Spirit is is good enough to help you search your heart, to search your mind for uh, those labels that you have taken on. And, and then, you know, you also have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you uh, remove those labels mm-hmm. from your heart. And like you said, you know, every time that you begin to think, oh, you know, I'm this way, ask the Holy Spirit to to help remind you who you really are mm-hmm. and, and and you know sometimes you just have to say out loud you know that's not who I am that's mm-hmm. that's not who God has created me to be I am this because the Bible says this and yeah. I am this because the Holy Spirit has totally. has spoken this into my heart.
0: Um, you know my mom I think she posted part of this story or this story in the comments but she just got back from Tanzania and she told this really beautiful story um, and I hope I tell it well I think she wrote it in there um, but there, she was pray- I think this happened for a couple of guys, but they mm-hmm. were praying for these men who ex- had accepted Christ, and one of them wanted his name to be changed. Yeah. And you're talking about people who are not familiar with the Bible, so they mm-hmm. don't know the importance of their name being changed or breaking labels, things like that. And so they just prayed, and this man said, You know, is that in the comments? Does she say what his, his, his name was? Muhammad. Muhammad. His name was Muhammad. And then when they're praying, and then God changed it to Emmanuel, but you have to understand this man had no idea, no concept of what Emmanuel meant. Yeah. And so, what I found so intriguing, and in the way you correlate that to yourself, is sometimes when God speaks to you about breaking labels off, taking things away, and replacing them with what He says about you, sometimes it could be so strange. One, that's how you know you did not make that up. Two, it lines up with Scripture. But it could be so often that you have like so like strange that you're like. Oh my gosh I have to Google that because I don't know anything about that but right. I'm gonna go search and find out what God is speaking to me and they they told this man Emmanuel means God with us and but God will tell you things about yourself that you had no clue or concept of um, but then you know that is God because yep. he spoke to you and he's intimate and he's personal and he wants to show something uh, teach you something amazing yep. about who you are and yep. so when we reject the labels that people say, say put over us, so and we reject these. Um, we break those things off. We accept, and we accept what Christ says about us. Sometimes you're gonna have to dig deep to find where that is, yep. but it's a beautiful thing to know personally, yep. not just that you're a friend of God, but why you're a friend of God, so that you can go live out your purpose yeah. um, that He's called you to.
1: Yeah, and in reality, if we know who God has called us to be, and we are um, firm and standing in who He's called us to be. Then, when people will attempt to label us things, mm-hmm. you know, they simply just kind of bounce off, you yeah. know, because because you automatically know in your heart and in your spirit that that's not true, mm-hmm. you know. And so when it's like, you know, they have the um, the velcro walls and they like, put on a velcro suit and you run and like jump Jeffy. and you get stuck to it. You know, sometimes labels are like that, like they just attach to us. But but when we have the armor of God, when we walk in the power and the presence of the Lord, then those things that people attempt to attach to us, they they don't cling to it. They you know, they just fall off.
0: Can of us. can I say sort of a spiritually cheesy analogy? Sure. Okay. So, and I just thought about this while you were talking about but when we are covered by the blood of Jesus and we're walking in the anointing, the Holy Spirit, like an oil that covers us. When labels that do not belong on us come at us, they just—they may hit us, but they're going to just slide right off because we're covered in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we have to get to that place, though, where we are. we're not like Velcro. We're oily. We're oily people so that those labels just... <laughs> slide right off. sure so let's be oily uh, let's everyone. be oily people not velcro uh, yeah. <laughs> no so um again you have to know what god says about you you have to let go of your concepts of what you think that should look like with the things that god says about you mm-hmm. until you have to learn to break the labels that other people have placed on you um that that are not from right. that are not from god good or bad you have to let go of those things and um and break them off and sometimes yeah. that takes work it takes a little bit of work to pray through those things mm-hmm. and let them go because they've been there for a while and yeah. um, so we encourage you to do that this week. I like to challenge you to spend time in prayer and um, yeah. really write down what God says mm-hmm. says about you specific things that he says about you hopefully you have to go Google and really dig in the word to find out maybe the word is so foreign to you but you have to go dig and dig and dig to find out what that truly yeah. means Um, So know what God says about you and go live in and walk in that. Be an oily oily person this week. Hey, I'm Morgan. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of FC Studio. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are located in Frisco, Texas. We have services on Sunday at 930 and 11 a.m. And you can join us for our Wednesday experience at six subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.